You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, May 24th. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You may be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture entertainment beat sort of stuff at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Play Disgusting, Film Crit, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, that's the most important part. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Lately, guys, been saying, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app, and you will be guaranteed, if you put your little question in there, guaranteed to have your question on this here podcast talked about. Whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be baseball. I don't care. I'll talk about anything. Seriously. Will I talk about it well? Not necessarily, but I will talk about it. That much I can guarantee you guys. Today's show, guys, is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. And for today's show, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about this really just delightful uh, Padres sweep this weekend. More than just a sweep. Just a good vibes, hang out, maybe, maybe get yourself a, a little a brewski. Maybe get yourself a brewski. Maybe you play some video games on the side. Maybe you get some work done on the side. Because this was just an all-Padres weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to recap each game and kind of just give my thoughts on any type of things that kind of uh, we might have learned. Because I don't think this was like a, a big takeaways weekend because this is the Mariners and they're not a great team. And it's not like there was any particular things that were happening that's different from previous series. So I just felt like it was time to, to have a good stream of thoughts. I guess about at least how I felt about each game in the series. So let's start with the first game. The Padres won, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. A glorious, glorious Friday game. They won by a score of 16 to 1. Holy lordy lordy. Okay, so where do we start? Before we kind of get into all the fun, maybe we should start with just by saying Manny Machado did not play a single game in this series, which was unfortunate. He has a tight shoulder, and the Padres haven't said anything right now that he might be landing on the 10-day IL. We'll have to see, uh, but I don't think it's anything too serious. I know that we're, we're all worried about the Tatis shoulder, but this does not seem anything like that. Um, so hopefully he gets better, and hopefully he comes back better than ever, because he hasn't had like the greatest start to the season, to be honest with you. Maybe if you haven't fancy baseball this year, you're doing a little bit all right because he does have six stolen bases, which is more than like he's had since 2018 when he swiped 14 bags for both the Dodgers and the Orioles. Um, so if you are all by fancy baseball, fan, and that I think is a product of the fact that the Padres are really aggressive on the base paths, but I don't think Manny's going to become a super stolen base threat, especially since he's not particularly the fastest player in the world. Uh, and also speaking of other type of injuries, Trent Grisham actually leaves this game a bit early. Uh, with a kind of like a weird injury, actually. A bruised heel, according to what I've heard, which is really odd. Uh, he was replaced in the fifth inning, uh, thankfully because the Padres were up by so many runs. I imagine that's why they took the precaution there. And I'm okay with that. It's unfortunate, though, because now let's get into the good stuff. Because Trent Grisham to start off 
the festivity that was Friday night. He hit a home run, launched one. And I mentioned this on my, my locker room that I was talking with some people that every single time Trent Grisham hits the ball, he like looks down immediately. And it always makes me think he just hit like he knows he hit like a routine pop up. And then it's just the ball goes like 460 feet into the stands. That's just what happens with him sometimes. Of course, like I said, he ends up, you know, having to be replaced uh, in the middle of the game. But still, uh, the biggest heroes of tonight's game. I mean, there were many. I mean, Jerickson Profar is out here. He's going three for five, right? Eric Hosmer going two for five. He's recently just got back into the lineup. Tommy Pham. Even Tommy Pham gets it out of the action. He walks twice, which is very nice to see. And he goes two for three with two RBIs, including a triple. That's right, a triple, ladies and gentlemen, from Mr. Tommy Pham, who's been, you know, still below uh, 200 with that batting average, hoping that he keeps, you know, hitting a little bit better. He's been okay lately, okay. But, man, I would just like a little bit more from you, Tommy Pham. Please, begging you. But the big, big heroes of tonight were Jake the Rake Cronenworth and El Nino. Okay, so Jake Cronenworth goes three, four, five with five ribbies on the night, including a double and a home run, which he hit much later on in the game. Bottom of the seventh to be exact. The Padres are already leading by a crap ton, but why not just keep piling it on? Uh, it was glorious. An absolute moonshot from Cronenworth, who has been one of the hottest players, not just on the Padres, but one of the hottest players in baseball. In the month of May, I mentioned this, I think, last week, how well he's been doing. He's hitting 305 with a 374 on base percentage. Five homers to go with that. Not striking out too much. He's been He's been lovely. Absolutely one of the the great finds of this team, one of the great second basemen. I he's he's officially starting to get to the area, and this also might just be a a, a factor of second base not exactly being the deepest position in baseball right now. It used to be a, a little bit deeper, maybe circa 2014, 2015. There's some guys like Dozier, and you know, like Brian Dozier when he was still a thing, uh, which is really hilarious to think about. Remember when Brian Dozier was on the Padres for like maybe half a second I forgot if he even made the team he ends up leaving or whatever and starts blaming the team or whatever that was that was a fun fun time um but yeah just compared to other second base and maybe I'll do that on a pod at some point like just talking about comparing and where exactly the second base position is in baseball right now not a lot of them who would have thought that shortstop would be the deepest position arguably at all of baseball right now next to like you know bullpen guys and relief um pitchers but um yeah, Cronenworth absolutely on fire lately. Deserves more love than I think he's been getting to some degree. But of course, the star of the show, Fernando Tatis Jr. in this game, going two for four with four RBIs, including a home run, of course, a walk, and even swiped a bag. He's got 10 steals on the season. Absolutely carrying one of my fantasy teams right now. Absolutely carrying. It's like him... Jordan Alvarez, and that's it. <laughs> that's all I've got right now. And I guess Jack Flaherty, but otherwise I'm really struggling with one of my fantasy teams. Jeez Louise Louise. But while it was a huge offense ex- explosion night, and that's something that the Padres have been struggling with, and I imagine after this weekend series, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, a lot of their kind of uh, statistical numbers went off and compared to the rest of the teams in the league. But not to be forgotten 
is Mr. Chris Paddock, who started the game. Again, like I said, it was a blowout. You kind of forget about that. He goes six innings in this one, allowing one run on three hits, walking two, and striking out six with the start that lowered his ERA to 3.96 on the season, below that 4.0 line. Whip of 1.27 uh, looked pretty decent. His last three starts, his last three appearances, he's actually looked pretty solid uh, against San Francisco. He only went three innings, but still didn't give up any runs and walked one and struck out four. And then against St. Louis, which I thought was really helpful, especially, uh, goes four innings, giving up one run on three hits, walking one, striking out two. He's been okay. He hasn't necessarily won games for the Padres. He is actually not even necessary. He definitely hasn't won games for the Padres this season. But he has not really lost them games, thanks to a really good bullpen and an offense that hopefully is starting to kick up more, and just the fact that their rotation is friggin' stacked. It all combines to make it that Chris Paddock is being very good. He's being a very good man right now as a fifth starter on the team. And that's really important, especially when we get down the stretch and injuries start happening and whatnot. So Chris Pack does deserve some love. I've liked to a degree what I've seen. The fastball is, it's still a little bit straight, doesn't have enough movement for my liking and whatnot. And granted, it is a fastball, I know, but you guys get what I'm saying. Uh, at some point, I have to break that down. At some point, I'll break down the Chris Paddock conundrum, I guess, because everybody wants him in the bullpen. But uh, changeup still looks pretty good. Opponents are hitting 213 against it with an expected batting average of 191 actually on the year. And then for the curveball, which he doesn't use near as much, but he's slowly starting to a little bit more. Opponents are hitting 167 against it with an expected batting average of 132. So that's good. Bottom line is he doesn't look he doesn't look as like kind of explode like he's not getting killed the way I saw last year and some of the metrics support that but at some point I'd love to do a little bit deeper dive into Chris Paddock but he's been very solid and hopefully he can keep improving and be that back end of the rotation guy and just be kind of have a redemption from the kind of lackluster season that he had last year going from being the ace expected ace of the staff to being a little bit of a liability so shouts to Chris Paddock now guys let's take a little bit of a break to talk about investing which can be complicated but guess what Wealthfront, they make it very easy for you. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. You can control all the preferences that you want. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. So remember, guys, if you want to get that first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com. Remember, that's Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. And also, guys, have you heard of this fantastic app? Locker Room. It's great. It really is. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite sports team or just sports in general, whatever it is. I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown Padres all season long once a week. You can join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Uh, it's really great. I love how easily accessible it is. Watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, whatever. There's all sorts of stuff on there actually just did one this past Friday for this 16-1 game. There was a lot of uh, uh, crazy, weird sounds that I was making. It was a lot of fun, and I love talking to people on there as well. Really good stuff. Uh, so be sure to join me this week as well. Uh, I don't know which game I'm doing just yet. 
I don't know which game just yet. I want to do Friday, but I actually won't be available on Friday. So I'm going to see. I might actually be doing one of these Brewers games. So we'll have to see, guys. Stay tuned for that when I come up with the day on that. But go download the free locker room app right now. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, to be notified when my room goes live. Locker room, guys, changing the way we talk sports. And now, let's continue the chat. Let's continue the fiesta, pretty much, uh, of this weekend series, guys. Saturday's game between the Padres and the Seattle Mariners. Believe it or not, actually, I forgot it. This one was a lot closer. It's because it got closer at the end. The Padres won by a score of 6-4 to four in this one. Ryan Weathers uh, gets the start, and he was uh, okay. He was okay. He goes four innings, giving up one run on six hits, walking two, striking out two. So definitely not one of his most you know dominant performances. I think Weathers is starting to come back down to earth to a degree. I think that what he was doing, I mean, he's still got a 1.48 ERA on the season, so he's been excellent. Don't get me wrong. I love his control. I love his, his gamesmanship and stuff every time he's pitching, even if it's against a, a team like the Mariners, which isn't a super competitive team. Uh, he didn't get you know roughed up too much which is what I appreciate. He didn't get killed, but there is, to a degree, I, I don't think we should expect a a, a Jake Crotoworth level breakout necessarily from Ryan Weathers, but he's still such a key piece for this team and adds to the tremendous depth. I know I'm saying saying a bunch of cliche, generic type of things about this, but I don't know what else to say. Go listen to me and uh, RM Layton's podcast. I talked about it with him, I think, a couple weeks ago now. Uh, he talked about Ryan Weathers and broke down what exactly has been making him so impressive this year. And those things still hold up, by the way. Uh, it's funny because the day that I posted that episode, he ended up getting injured. But still, uh, nevertheless, it still holds up everything that RM was saying. So for more uh, kind of in-depth breakdown, go check that one out. Very good stuff. Um in terms of the pitching, the only other interesting thing from the Padres, Craig Stammen actually gets the win. Craig Stammen, low-key, been very solid this year. I'm telling you, he's not that bad. He's just, he's probably the worst reliever the Padres have, but he hasn't played like it this year. And he's, he's just not that bad of a player. He just gets a lot of crap because in big games, uh, especially over the last couple of years, he's kind of blown up a bit. So that's kind of the big thing, you know, especially against the teams that you really want to beat, and then he just kind of comes in and blows it. I remember his first uh, situation of that last year was against the Giants. I believe it was against the Giants. No, that was Matt Strom. I assume Craig Stammen blew a game last year, too. I I don't remember. But anyway, the bigger thing in terms of pitching for tonight was that Denelson Lamette made another bullpen slash relief, whatever you want to call it, uh, appearance. He goes three innings in this appearance, which was nice. That was the most he's done in a while. Three innings, giving up one unearned run, walking zero, only two hits, and striking out five, which was really great. Again, it is the Mariners, and it's not necessarily a good lineup. And his velocity was still around the same area. It looks like a .8% increase on his four-seam fastball velocity and a .4% increase on his slider. Uh, But the slider was generating whiffs, and he did look pretty comfortable out there, which is good. Um, Again... I don't really. I I hope that the Padres are serious about developing him here and hoping that they can bring him back at some point to be a starting pitcher because that's really where he's going to be awesome. But granted, seeing him in the bullpen like this is also pretty good too, especially since there are days when the Padres don't even know who their fifth starter is. You know what I'm saying? When we, sometimes we have to have Ryan Weathers and Miguel Diaz. Remember when Miguel Diaz had to have a start a couple weeks ago? That was weird. Um, geez, Louise, what a what a weird uh kind of season with the Padres and their pitching. Um. 
Austin Adams makes an appearance in this game. Almost blows the game. Like I said, this game was basically uh, a celebration from the beginning for the most part. Uh, but Austin Adams comes in, does give up two runs. None of them earned. None of them earned, but he only lasts uh, for one out and has to be taken out. And then Mark Melanson comes in and gets the save, uh, striking out two, which is rare for Mark Melanson with the strikeouts. But he picks up another save. Still perfect in save situations. Unbelievable from him so far. But just talk about the offense really quickly. Two things that must be mentioned. Number one, El Nino still killing it. He has two doubles in this game, going two for three. No RBIs, but still two for three with two doubles. Uh, gets a walk and a stolen base because why not? He knows that I have him on my fantasy team, so he needs to get me them stolen bases. Um, Eric Hosmer going one for three in this game with two ribbies. Some big hits from him yet again. Eric Hosmer coming up big in, certain, in clutch situations. I, I don't know how he keeps doing it, but he's doing it, man. Uh, Jake Cronenworth, not a good game from him. 0 for 5 with 3Ks, but it's okay. I guess he was due for a bad game. But the second main thing for this game was Tommy Pham drawing four walks. That's right, four walks. I just, I love it, man. I love it. He's got a 347 on base percentage so far, which is is certainly good. But, man, I would kill for Tommy Pham to just get some hits every now and then. And, you know, like I said, at least there's one thing I'm pretty confident in, and that's that Tommy Pham's plate discipline is pretty good. I, I really do think that he's still got a great eye at the plate. He's always a little bit of a tough out. Unfortunately, he's not hitting those pitches down the middle. He just looks like he's getting ahead of pitches and not he's just not making really great swings when he needs to. When he does make contact, it's pretty it's hard enough. It's about a little bit above league, above league average, but he's just not he's just not getting enough hits. And it's unfortunate, but still at least the on base skills are there is what I can say. And, you know, what can I say? Everybody's been roasting Tommy Pham. I don't really know what else to say. Uh, he did have that nice game on Friday, but still, uh, just just not much from him there. But it should be pointed out, and I love it. I love how like he's just the bane of my existence now because I thought he was going to be so good. I really did. Um, and maybe we underestimated how much some of those injuries and surgeries and knife situation, you know, with, with like him getting stabbed and all that stuff. Like maybe we underestimated how much of a damage that might have on him, and maybe his age sneaky. 33 years old, which isn't, you know, abnormally old for a player, but still it is, it's it's a little bit up there. So unfortunately there, but uh, overall pretty good game from the Padres here, uh, able to win this one. And so far got eight in a row, baby, eight in a row. And now guys, before we talk about the last game of this weekend slate, which was another fun one to be sure, I got to talk to you about betonline.ag guys, obviously you know it's always important to get caught up on all your sports action and whatnot. And bet online, they've got you covered. Baseball season, obviously, in full swing. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including not just the MLB, but the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action, especially with the NBA playoffs going around. You know you got to you know keep up to date on all that stuff. So before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the stuff that they've got, all the contest information and bonuses. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit remember to use that promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts Whew. all right guys one more game to go and let's talk about it guys because it was a good one the Padres defeat on Sunday, as in yesterday, the Seattle Mariners by a score of 9-2. to two. It was yet again another offensive party, not in every aspect of the lineup. For example, Tommy Pham going 1-for-5 
with three strikeouts. Granted, he did have a triple to make up for it a little bit, but nonetheless, it didn't matter because the rest of the lineup was good. But before we talk about the rest of the lineup, because honestly, there's only really one man we got to talk about. There's only really one man that I could talk about today. You know what I mean? Oh my God, I can't wait. But uh, it was first, before we get into that, let's talk about you, Darvish. He gets to start for the game uh, today. He goes seven innings, allowing one run on seven hits. Seven hits, so a lot of hits from from Darvish. Uh, walking nobody and striking out five. ERA remains under two this year. 1.75, 0.89 whip, so I imagine the whip went up a little bit. But uh, there was at one point, Will Myers, by the way, is back in the lineup, which was great to see. Uh, he made a little bit of a... Uh, an unfortunate fielding error early on in the game. Probably lost in the sunlight, just didn't get a good jump on the ball and, and lost it. And, you know, shouldn't be too surprised. Myers is prone to making mistakes in the outfield, even if he's been a little bit lucky and not getting too many balls his way this year. But still, uh, kind of one of his first mistakes that I can remember him having, at least this year so far. So that's kind of a good sign. Hasn't been too bad so far. But um, Darvish looked okay. I thought, as usual, he got the job done. And... Um, like I've said a couple times, he's kind of done that Zach Davies thing that Zach Davies did last year where every time we seem to need him, comes up big with like going a lot of innings, I mean, which is really important, I at least I think, especially when you've got a great bullpen like the Padres. It's good to give them some some days off, and that was definitely uh, great, especially coming up into this this these next couple series, both against Milwaukee and Houston. Uh, definitely want to have the bullpen ready and freshed up. So Darvish was good in this one, yet again going seven innings. Really appreciate that. He does that all the time when needed. He manages to go uh, pretty deep into games, which is great. Uh, like last week when he went uh, seven innings against the Rockies and striking out 10, he was awesome. And while he isn't wiping guys out all the time and racking up them strikeout numbers, he is simply not allowing teams to tee off him. He hasn't given up more than two runs since his first start of the year. Guys, first start of the year. He hasn't even had, like, there's been guys who have had their one blow-up start, you know? Not you, Darvish. He's been excellent. This was the most hits allowed, seven, that he's had in a start since the first start of the year against Arizona. Just really, uh, what else do you want me to say? Enough. No more you, Darvish, takes. The, the guy's an ace, uh, and everybody who was thinking that he was going to fall off just because, oh, the, the, the Chicago, it came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. He just had one bad year. Guys, go look up baseball reference. He had that one first bad year with the Cubs, um, and that was it. But now, guys, let's talk about the offense in this game uh, because, wow, uh, we have a lot to report when it comes to Mr. El Nino. First of all, Hassan Kim gets a triple in this game. Got to give him a shout-out. Love seeing him bat. Slowly uh, but steadily creeped above that 200 uh, slash line. He's batting 214 on the season. I don't know about you guys, but just looking a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable at the plate. I know I don't have any in-depth analysis on that, but looking a little better. The power stroke isn't quite there. I'd like to see some better uh, contact skills and a better eye at the plate, but still, I feel like he's slowly, slowly getting there. He seems like he seems like a, a prospect, almost. You know, It's kind of like we were talking about um, Luis Campizana. He looked lost at the plate and still just didn't seem ready. Uh, Hassan Kim has his moments, at least, and he's showing that he's getting used to it. And, of course, really great glove. He played third base today, also in replacement of Manny Machado. Uh, but let's talk about him. Tatis going 3-for-3 three three in this game with six ribbies, two home runs, including a grand salami! It was lovely, ladies and gentlemen. It was lovely. And I don't want to hear nobody was saying anything. Nobody was saying anything. It was a very it was a short lead actually. At the time the score is 4-1. So it was actually a huge and much needed grand slam. You get the bat flip, everything, and you give the swag chain. The swag chain. Dare I say 
the greatest actual takeaway from this weekend series. It's this giant medallion looking thing, like a giant medallion. Uh, for anybody who ever watched like the Jackie Chan Adventures, uh, Shets the Jackie Chan Adventures, really fun cartoon, like those little talismans and all that. That's what it is, but it has the SD logo and it spins too. I don't know, man. I need to hear more about this, this swag chain because it is off the hook. It is fantastic. I love it. I love dumb stuff like that. I even, you know, I, I bash Boston a lot, but I love what they're doing over at Boston where they, they put you in the little the little cart and then they <laughs> ride you in the duck out. Like, I like stuff like that, man. Let the kids have some fun. It's it's all good. Like I, And I like when each team has a different thing. And I like when MLB doesn't legislate against it because to bring up one, I believe it was the Marlins. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. The Marlins a while ago, I think they did this thing where they blew like this tiny little bubble machine. You know, like, you know, you're blowing bubbles out of the thingy. I think they used to do that a little bit when um, they had like a home run or something. And I think MLB didn't allow it. There might have been a reason for that. But bottom line, I imagine there probably wasn't a good reason for it. It's bubbles. It's not like they were drinking beer in the clubhouse. Like the aforementioned Boston team that I just mentioned. But, you know, whatever. Baseball. Like, allow this stuff. I love that they're giving Tatis this little chain. Uh, We got some great gifts from Tatis this weekend. We got the wink on Friday. And we got the one with him in the chain, uh, I think, uh, uh, this Sunday. Uh, I just... Oh my god, Tatis has been incredible, which I know, no surprise, but since May 1st, like I mentioned with Cronenworth, who's been one of the better players in baseball too, um, Tatis, he's batting 368 with a 442 on base, 789 slugging, an OPS over 1,000, and not to mention, six stolen bases thrown in there, because why not, and he's only struck out six times since May 1st. Really, really good stuff. Did I cheat a little bit? Because he missed uh, a bunch of games after landing on the COVID list? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just throwing it in there for the, the potential aggregators and whatnot. I just want to throw a, a braggy stat or whatnot. But still, bottom line, since May 1st, he is batting all that stuff. He hasn't played as many games. I get it. He would be absolutely otherworldly if that had been the same stats for, for all the games combined. But still, you get the point. He's been really good, and his defense has been a left uh, left a lot to be desired. He hasn't been doing too much awful stuff there in that department lately. So, And he's making up for it, more than making up for it with the offense right now. I would just like to see a little bit more consistency with the glove uh, when they need it. But otherwise, Tatis, biggest story of the weekend, no doubt. Biggest story of the weekend is Tatis followed by the swag chain. That that that's how I that's how I view it anyway. Uh, just absolutely the hero of the weekend, and I love to see him going off right now. We're gonna have to see what happens with Manny, whether or not he's gonna land on the IL. I hope he does not, but if he does, hopefully they ease his time. And since the team is playing so, it's not too bad. We got this series coming up against Milwaukee that I'm really excited for. And remember, they've got really good pitchers with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. You could argue. You could make the argument that that's the best one-two in the entire league. Yes, even better than the Dodgers, I might say. It's close. It's very close because Walker Buehler and Trevor Bauer are both very good. Unfortunately, especially with the latter. But yes, Trevor Bauer looks really, really good. He had a great game against the Giants, and he was doing the little, you know, he was he was doing some taunting and stuff like that. He did the sword thing he does, which is a little dorky, but I kind of like it, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like the sword holster thing. Uh, but, so, but we're going to have to see how that pans out. And then we got a Houston series, and Lord knows I really want to beat Houston uh, for for this Memorial Day weekend uh, series. So that should be a whole lot of fun. Guys, before we officially wrap things up, let me just mention to you, you should check out the Locked On Today podcast. 
Get all your sports news in under 20 minutes. Peter Bukowski, he takes you through all the news. He's a legendary host. He's, he's the best. Uh, every major sport, you know, cup of coffee, you're driving to work or whatever, you're caught up. That's what the Lockdown Today podcast does for you. Follow it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, tomorrow, going to be recapping the game against the Brewers that we're having here on Monday. It's a big kind of trip. we got a bunch of games coming up uh, consecutively for a while now, so a lot of Padres baseball. And then probably at the end of the podcast, hopefully, hopefully I get it all out, uh, my chat with Emily Nyman just reacting to the news about the Derek Jeter documentary and, you know, how she felt about it, how I felt about it, given that there's a kind of a, a dearth of baseball documentaries right now, especially good ones. Uh, so we gave our reaction to that. It's I'm going to try and trim it a little bit because it's a bit, it's a lot of Yankee loving on there. So I'm going to be a little careful, but uh, anyway, guys stay tuned. Bottom line, you're going to get some great podcasts that about does it for today's edition of the lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the pot Jerry's themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, where your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Himalaya overcast, where, Ever. Remember to send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app with a review in the review. Put your question, and I guarantee you it will be talked about on the show. I got one the other day, actually, that we're going to be talking about uh, this week for sure. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friday Faithful homies, take care.